So when he Sorry. said hoop, oh, his it, it sounded like poop. Uh, <laughs> you can do that one thing probably on his boat. I bet probably, you nice probably can. Probably can. Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Friday morning, coming to you as fresh as we can. I don't know how fresh McMahon is. Joining me from one floor below me here in Boston. He used to live here, but now he lives in hotels when he's here. That's Jim true. Bon Temps. Hello, guys. For four years, you lived here, and then you moved, and now we're back here like every other day. Yep. 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 Yeah. A lot of time on the uh, road in these playoffs. Joining us from San Francisco, where a couple hours ago he watched the end of the Western Conference Finals, is Ben McMahon. Howdy, partners. Has uh, anybody made the connection to the Celtics really taken off once Bon Temps got the hell out of town? Me. You just did. Me. <laughs> you just did. Um, when I watched that game end last night and I saw the joy that the Warriors had in winning, uh, particularly Clay Thompson's joy, mm-hmm. uh, he said afterwards um, in an interview with ESPN, he said that he dreamed of this day. I mean, obviously we know why he dreamed of it, but for someone to get to their sixth finals in eight years and say that they dreamed of this day, that's some perspective. Um, to see Draymond lift Steph up when he won the Magic Johnson Trophy for Western Conference Finals uh, MVP, which is the first time it's ever been handed out. You know, obviously there's it's because Steph has taken criticism for never having won the the uh, the Gold Trophy, the Bill Russell yes. Trophy for Finals MVP. That's why Draymond lifted him up. Um, you know, I could I was just you know taken back to 2019 at the end of that Finals and how completely emotionally gutted the Warriors were mm-hmm. having lost Oracle arena closing while they were going to chase, which is going to be great. But you know, the end of that era on a whimper Durant hurt and everybody knew he was leaving clay mm-hmm. hurt. Everybody's like, he's going to miss the next year. Just the emotional toll that five straight finals had taken on, on them. And to see them back um, experiencing that joy McMahon, um, the, you know, I know that at the end of the day, it's just one out of six, but it wasn't one out of six. No, and it's been a long few years for them since they've been in the finals. And, you know, to get back there obviously is a, a huge accomplishment. But, you know, you're talking about a team that had a 15-win season. You know, franchise that had a 15-win season when – By uh, design, partially, though. Well, uh, but, but yeah, partially by design, but – you know, Clay. Well, Steph wasn't. Steph wasn't supposed to miss three games or play three games. That's and, and Clay it was. wasn't supposed to, to tear his Achilles. And so, you know, and and at the time, right. you're thinking, well, okay, uh, both those guys are in their 30s now. Draymond's in his 30s. Like, boy, has uh, Katie's gone? Katie's on the other side of the country. Uh, has their window uh, already shut? Um, and then last year, you know, uh, unfortunately, Clay's hurt again. Um, they get they get bounced in the in the play in. I mean, this is a team that hadn't been in the playoffs since their last finals appearance. And then I think especially for Clay to have the kind of performance that he did last night. He didn't have a great series, um, but you know he had that was a classic Clay perform vintage Clay performance last night for him to have that kind of performance. Um, as they close the maps out, they're going to obviously get some extra rest going into the finals. They, they get a lot of momentum and a lot of good things going for them uh, going into the finals, probably against the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, it was neat watching that ceremony last night with Ernie Johnson hosting and to see, you know, staff talk pretty openly about the fact that they've been won three championships, but they need to celebrate being in the NBA finals because of what the last three years have been like for them as a team, both them as a team and Clay in particular. And then, you know, I thought it was also cool that Ernie kind of went out of his way to make sure that he got Clay on there to talk about it, because, you know, I think you guys would probably agree. I don't think there's a more universally liked person in the league than Clay Thompson. Like, it's it's hard to find anybody who media players, coaches, it's anybody who doesn't like Clay. Like, he's a pretty simple guy, just likes to poop a couple other things and what, um, what? and a couple other things. <laughs> Likes to play with his dog and he likes to, to go out on his to boat. Hoop with yeah, an H. Hoop. Okay. The thing, just the thing is, here's yeah. the thing. Bon Temps is too close to the mic again. Oh, so when I'm he sorry. said hoop, oh, his it, it sounded like poop. 
<laughs> I see. It's that's what it sounded like you to McMahon oh, and I both. Well, no wonder everybody. No wonder everybody was confused. <laughs> I mean, jeez, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> um, well, good to know. He likes to play basketball and go on his boat and play with his dog. And uh, <laughs> you can do that one thing probably on his boat. I bet probably, you nice probably can. Thing. Probably can. But, you know, it's it was just Clay's, neat to see him get below a chance. deck for a little while. Yeah, he's got to go. Got to go sit with read the newspaper like he does every day. Um, it's just cool to see him get an opportunity to be in that kind of moment. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the finals. Uh, the Celtics take care of his business. I think that's going to be a hell of a series. Um, but, you know, it, it is cool to see after everything they went through for those guys to be back in that kind of moment again. And, and you could see that was an all time moment. I know Bontemps is doing good analysis. That was an all time. That's an all time. moment. It's not the typical poop that usually spews from his mouth. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, but, but you could like it was, you know, quote unquote, game six clay in a game five. And you could see just how excited the Warriors were about it uh, as it was happening you know, in, in the first half. And, and Steph sensed, oh, Clay's got it going. And, and really, you know, Steph was – he didn't shoot it well last night, but he was in full-blown uh, premier playmaker mode. And there were, you know, like there was one time he's come down in semi-transition and he kind of veered over to the right uh, side of the floor just to make sure Clay got a clean look. Boom. Clay knocks it down. Clay – uh, on on another three from the uh, from the left corner, unleashed one of the most aggressive shimmies that I that I've seen. I mean, I, just a high caliber shimmy. Uh, you could see, and 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 he He's was inspired. In... The, the shimmy war in this series between Luca and Clay <laughs> raised the shimmy game. Well, I mean, and, and Steph obviously is is the the king shimmier. Um, but Clay was in that mode where. If he got a clean look, you were shocked if he didn't make it. And like there was one left wing where he kind of had to lean forward to, to get a clean look because Dinwiddie was right behind him. It looked like Dinwiddie might be able to get it, knock that down. And, and again, we'll see if that's something where it kind of there's any kind of carryover into the finals. Um, I think Clay, I don't know if needed that sort of uh, that sort of night. That might be a little bit strong, but I can only imagine how great it felt for him after, uh, you know, not just three years of historical struggle um, in terms of coming back from injuries, but, you know, he hasn't really been that clay very often since he's been able to come back this year and, and you know, throughout these playoffs. Um, how, was it a clear-cut case that Steph was going to win that MVP? Yes. Yes. Okay. Matter of fact, as I was I was replying to the league office, I uh, politely informed them, tell anybody who didn't vote for Steph, they're a dumbass. Okay. And uh, I was yeah, told I mean, that, who who was the only other who could you even consider voting for? Other, I mean, is somebody might have wafted their own, you know, flat might- and and and, and <laughs> tried to, oh, Andrew Andrew Wiggins was the right. You know, well, oh. I mean, I you know, Kevon Looney had a. I mean, Looney I'm was great. Look, the, the Warriors, I mean, it was a, you know, they, they had a great so, so the reason. A vote, the reason Kevon vote, Looney, right? the reason yes. Kevon Looney was great was because everybody's paying attention to Steph. That's well, that's the, he also, the beginning he also of absolutely everything. dominated the glass. And no, he was he was a great rebound, but have I mean, starting caliber center. I mean, right. That's just a fact, too. Well, I mean, just um, saying he went five of 17 in the closeout game. I mean, just, you know. I don't think it's five to 17 dominated the flow of play fair. Uh, fair. Held up just, well just defensively asking. was, was a great playmaker. I, I, I didn't think there was any, any, Bontemps, do you want to debate. disclose that you have a vote for the I don't um, care. Larry, Larry Bird I got award a vote for the Larry Bird award? Yeah. And it's very much up in the air uh, coming into this game. Yeah. Six, I don't nine. think, I think it's far less certain than in the West where, Steph yeah. was the clear guy in the East. There's probably well, three guys what, on the Celtics you can vote for. If the Warriors would have closed out on, uh, I don't know what days things are, game four, if they'd have pulled off that comeback, I might have gone with Kaminga. <laughs> <laughs> just so you can't imagine why. <laughs> can't imagine why. Just, I'm going to be just honest. Like, I'm gonna be just like, hold on. Y'all came back from 29 down in the fourth quarter. I don't care that he barely played until then. I'm going with Kaminga. <laughs> Real talk here. Bontemps and I have been on the road, like, you know, nonstop for a month. I don't know, six weeks. 
if the Celtics close this game out tonight, Bontemps and I will be home by tomorrow afternoon. Maybe Bontemps might be home. I'll be home by seven o'clock tomorrow morning, probably. All right. I will be home by tomorrow afternoon. If the Celtics lose this game to to the Heat tonight, as wounded as they are, we'll talk about that game in a little bit. I will never forgive them. (laughs) That because, you know, we all have to go out to San Francisco on Tuesday. So the idea of getting Memorial Day weekend at home after being gone for most of the last six weeks. And if, and if there's a game seven, having to go back to Miami and look, I have a flight booked to Miami. I'm, I have protected myself. I have a flight booked to Miami and I have a yep. flight booked home. So help Flights me. are booked everywhere. So we'll see what happens. So help me if I'm on that flight to Miami tomorrow. Bontemps. Jackson, Bontemps can we mix in some, uh, some violin music? Yeah, Brian, <laughs> needs, Brian needs a lot of violins there. We'll talk about that uh, series later. Let's get back right. to the other series. Okay, so um, the uh, the Mavericks, uh, McMahon, um, they will be back in the Western Conference Finals. I don't know when that will be, but Luke is too good. Luke is too good. They've got some nice pieces that that fit around them, uh, that fit around him. Uh, Jay Kidd had a great first season uh, as a head coach. Um you know, we'll, and we'll get into this on our little uh, video sh- short on YouTube. But the the question for the Mavericks now is: Do they need to try to figure out a, a path to another star? And by the way, I there's not a clear path there. They don't have cap space. They're limited with trade assets, et cetera, et cetera. Or can it be Luca as the lone star with high caliber role players who fit him well? And I I think they're going to go down. Uh, you know the the avenue of of the second uh luca luca's the lone star with a bunch of good fitting role pieces um and i think i think they're going to have a chance to be legitimate contenders for a while doing that now we'll see if it's good enough um but i think for for a variety of reasons i think that's the way that the mavs are going to go For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click Ranger.com or just stop by. Starting your own small business can be a total roller coaster. Between all the ups and downs, twists and turns, and highs and lows comes the actual business side of your business, which can really throw you for a loop. Luckily, with QuickBooks, you can get paid, run payroll, and know where your business stands from the start. So no matter how bumpy the ride gets, you can always stay on track. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at quickbooks.com. QuickBooks Payroll, QuickBooks Payments, and QuickBooks Online Account Required. Well, I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again because it keeps reverberating to me. Reminds me so much of 2007 Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. It was incredible they got to those finals. It was in very clear that they were not in the same caliber as the champion Spurs. And they spent the next three years scrambling, trying to find that big piece to add to the next to LeBron. They tried Ben Wallace. They tried Shaquille O'Neal. They tried Antoine Jameson. They tried Delonte West. They tried Mo Williams. Um, They tried to get Amari Stoudemire. They tried to get um, uh, other players like that. They just could never do it because it was really hard. They were good. They were great. They had 60 win teams. And so Mm -hmm. like, that's the challenge for, and by the way, it wasn't because of money. They spent the money They, you know, and you know, McMahon, let me ask you this. Um, Cuban had a reputation when he came into the NBA of spending whatever it took. He Mm -hmm. spent, you know, he changed player amenities. He got this awesome, like their jet still is, you know, they have a better jet than anybody. Um, they, uh, you know, they had, the, they were the first team ever to have like the super premium locker room. He was given Tariq Abdul Wahad and oh, the, those, those plush towels, baby. Oh my goodness. The, the, the playstations. <laughs> did you want to thieve some of those towels? Um, but for the last decade, I hadn't paid luxury tax since 2011, since they won a championship that and, will change next year. 
And when they won the championship, he broke up the team. Yes. Uh, And so, and he broke up the team because it was an aging roster, new CBA. He thought he was the smartest guy in the room that he thought. uh, He also did. He also saved money. He also did. Well, he, he broke that team up believing I'm Mark Cuban. Players love me. Yeah, he was sure he'd get stars at free agency, and it struck out time and time and time. In particular, when he made that move, he thought that they were getting Chris Paul and Dwight Howard. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, and, and like you said, you know, they they had a bunch of whiffs. Their their biggest splash in in free agency ended up being Chandler Parsons. Um, nice player, heck of a guy. Being uh, featured on. Um, being featured on personal injury lawyers commercials nationwide as I travel around the country. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is uh that that is the case. Um, and you know, the, again, they, they're not in a situation where they're going to like they can't be shoppers in free. I guess we could like hypothetical some sign and trades where uh, Brunson's going the other way, but it's it's just not a realistic path. And Cuban is adamant that they're re-signing Jalen Brunson, understanding, hey, it's going to cost a hell of a lot more than if we'd have given him that extension. Um, that's going to push them in a luxury tax. And then, you know, they've got some, they've got some clear needs, but I I would wager on it being more addressing the the starting center, you know, figuring out a way to do that, finding a guy to to platoon with with Maxi Kleber that you're comfortable playing in the playoffs, which Dwight Powell, you know, swell guy. Clearly, they were not comfortable playing him in the playoffs. Well, he's just playing um, like seven minutes a game or something. I am right. Yeah, and then uh, they've got to get more wing depth. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back. Maybe he's maybe he's moved. Maybe he's not. If so, it's scoring punch. But they've got to get wing depth of of guys that they believe can defend and shoot. Because Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith are nice players. They're re- I mean, really good role players. Uh, the kind of guys you need around Luca, they can't be one, two in the NBA in minutes played in the playoffs. On temps, what do you think uh, Tim Hardaway's value is in the NBA? Is there, is there a trade where they can like it? Cause they do a one future pick pick to the Knicks still. Yes. Is there a value? Could they trade a future first in Tim Hardaway? I mean, I, I I've asked this question. I kind of get, you know, I'm not yeah, sure why they would, I don't know why they would do that. Like well, they're I looking, they're looking for ways to acquire talent. That's I know, but I, well, but I, yeah, it's not, that's not the kind of trade that you're making to meaningfully improve the roster. I don't think <laughs> you're trying to make that trade to like move around. Salary. I don't have a chair as nice as Bontemps is sitting on right now in, in my room. Nah, he's, he's, he's too bad. He's sitting, on the, bad he's sitting on the throne like, uh, like <laughs> Clay Thompson. <laughs> it's too bad for you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you there. Um, all right. Well, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, here, here's one that I've that I've heard and from just talking to people around the Mavs. To be clear, non basketball uh, employees, but people who you know know the game and I like you know guy I like to talk to. Uh, again, not front office, not even on the basketball side of things. But how about you know Hardaway for a Nick Claxton sign and trade? Something like that could be interesting. Um, uh, here's nope. what I say though. They, what they cannot do, you know, contempt is like, nope. <laughs> well, it's just no, it's no, it's no on a hundred levels. Like you're not paying Nick Claxton $20 million. You got to do a sign and trade, which then hard cap you like, there's just too many. Yeah. There's too many, too many complications there. So one yeah, that, thing that's that, the thing with the, with the, you know, th- there's a dream of Deandre Ayton, you know, could they get Deandre Ayton? Cause you know, and we'll talk about Ayton in a second. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing that, you know, I see these folks and what Bontemps just said is so true. In the last CBA, they put the hard cap in on the sign and trade for this exact reason. They didn't want teams who are already paying a lot of money to easily improve their roster. Mm -hmm. They're trying to keep talent distribution. You can create 15 sign and trades for DeAndre Ayton. You can even bend and get your whiteboard out and show me how the Suns would benefit. And you can give me a nine team trade and the Suns end up better off and the Mavericks end up better mm-hmm. off. But if you hard cap yourself as a Dallas Mavericks with the money that they have on the books and the money that they're going to have to add for, for, for Brunson, it's, and, and really the problem is, is Bertans, right? Bontemps. When they took on Bertans in that, in that uh, Porzingis trade, which they had to do to do the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that is just a, it's a bad contract. It's not a good value contract. So they'd have to either offload Breton somewhere else, or they'd have to offload Dinwiddie. And now you're using other assets. It's just, it gets very complicated, which is why I just, I have the Cavs flashbacks because the Cavs were doing all of these gymnastics to bring in guys and they just ran out of the ability to improve the roster. Yeah. And, and one thing I'll say, the Mavericks can't use picks to get off salary. You have to use picks to upgrade your roster. Right. Where was Kevon Looney picked? Where was Jordan Poole picked? Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, just to name, you know, five key players who who all picked you know, from 21 to 30 in the first round of the draft. Yeah, those picks four years, the, long term, short salary deals. You yeah. have to do it. Good teams have to hit on their late first round picks. That is for you know depth reasons for roster and second and second round picks like guys like Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson. Spencer, exactly. not obviously with his original team, but right. you know, you find guys in the late first and second round who can play for you. Massive value add Draymond green. Mm-hmm. Another example, like yeah. you, do you, you find guys later in the draft that are good. It's just a massive bonus, you know, got to take advantage of those selections. Yeah. And, and why don't they have depth? What, what have they gotten in the draft since Luca? You know, Luke and Brunson since that yep. class, Josh Green, who, you know, is intriguing, but also didn't play a ton in these playoffs. Yeah, fell out of the playoffs rotation because he was a dare, dare him to shoot type of guy at this point. Yep. Well, they've done well with other things. You know, they found Dorian Finney Smith. Um, yeah, know, they, Dorian Finney Smith, Maxi Kleber. I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm saying to have the depth needed to make a championship run. Right. You know, you can't you, you can't be the seven seconds or less, you know, cheapo sons where you're you're a contender who's given up picks because you're trying to say you're, you're pinching pennies. Well, and to go well, back to the LeBron comparison, part of the reason the, the both Cavs teams and the Heat team ran out of gas was because those teams didn't either traded all their picks or drafted no one good. And so by the end of four exhausting years, there was nothing left. And that's well, part of it too. Yeah, if, you heat, ex- heat, if you want to extend yeah, heat, it, you got to draft young players and develop them, have them be good. Right. The heat were uh, only asterisks. I'll give the heat is that a year into their situation, the, the world changed on them with a the new graduated luxury tax where instead mm-hmm. of it being dollar for dollar and the only time, oh. the only time Mickey Arison ever spoke to the media, um, uh, in uh, in in my my whole time covering the Heat was to respond to that new CBA, which they voted against, because it was basically installed to to, to force them to break up or or yeah. limit them. And that's and, and so, that's all and that's all true. But it still doesn't change the fact that that team, the only young guy in that roster the whole time, was Norris Cole. Like they didn't, they just ran by the by the end of that 2014 season, whatever the reasons behind it, they just ran out of gas because they had no infusion of talent behind him right like everybody freaked out because they drafted uh shabazz napier in 2014 because that was who lebron allegedly wanted to draft and that was like a big deal like they didn't they just didn't have any guys coming behind they didn't have a tyrese maxi or jalen brunson or name any of these guys like that's if you're going to extend this run out for a long time like you know, mcmahon said look at the warriors they have jordan pool right like he's a big lifeline for that team they have jonathan you know they had these other picks for higher drafted guys but you know, they have, they get a guy like Jordan Poole at 25. That changes things quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned, do, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, dude, do, do we think that depth and fit is more important than not having a star, but multiple stars? You know, I've had like Mark Cuban last night basically said, hey, the, the super teams aren't working. And we look, we can look at the, and I'm sorry, you got to bleep that out, Jackson. We can look at the Nets, obviously, a, a, as a couple of examples. Got to bleep that out, too. Okay. Um, Temps really wants the Nets to be put in the same zone as the They're in the same zone. But I don't, we're I not don't talking feel about the it same. anymore. I know we're Move not going to talk about them, but I feel like one is not like the other. Just no, they're the, they're, they're the same. They're the same. They're both sitting at home. and well, Not at home, probably on a beach somewhere. Um, somewhere around this flat earth. Um <laughs> Uh, but, in Greece. 
They're not playing. So, but like the Celtics, the Celtics have one superstar and some really good players around them, right? Jalen Brown is a, he's a star. He's not, but he's not like a perennial all-star. He's certainly not like an all-NBA candidate. Um, Marcus Smart is a great role player. I would say Al Horford is a great role player. They have one superstar. I would say the Warriors. I mean, listen, I'm not even sure they have one superstar. I mean, I guess Jason Tatum's uh, just Tatum's, first team Tatum's, NBA, Tatum's but... a superstar. Now he's he's been he's had some playoff duds for sure, but right. he's a superstar. Come on, dude. I mean, he he also had like 46 and a winner go home. No, 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 for sure. I'm not. Champs. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say he stinks. It's but just my my point is they have they have a single superstar and a bunch of really good players around him. Uh, I would say the Warriors have a single superstar, and that's no disrespect to Draymond Green, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not a superstar in the way that that you think of. You know, he's he is one of the best role players of all time, but he's he's not. You know, you're not saying, "Hey, Draymond, go get us 35 tonight." Uh, Clay is no longer a superstar caliber player. Um, you know, even like in the Heat, whether they're they're home soon or not. One superstar, you know, Jimmy. And, and again, not right that, now, he's not. Well, not w- when he has two knees, he's one superstar. Yeah. Um, I but, mean, I, uh, and around him, depth pieces that fit. I, I, I think that's kind of going to be the, the way that the league goes. Because I mean, can I just, just say too, that it's that, too expensive not, from a roster construction I, standpoint I, I, to get, I multiple get it. Stars. I get it, but that's a convenient argument when it, they have no path to do it. That'd be, oh, for yeah. Sure. And for I, sure. and I would also say, I would also say, right, like this is everybody's favorite trope just to throw out, right? Oh, the super team is dead. The super team is dead. I mean, look, we went through an unprecedented stretch where we had one guy in the NBA finals eight years in a row, right? And we had another team make the NBA finals five years in a row. That just happened five minutes ago, right? So, no, things aren't exactly the same as they were when LeBron and three current all-star two current all-stars are playing together and the Warriors had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, two of the 10 or 12 best players of all time, maybe and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson all on, on the team at the same time. Right? So no, there aren't teams like that in the league right now. However, if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both healthy next year, you could argue the Clippers could have a quote super team. Because they've got yeah. two top 10 players-ish. You know, we'll see wherever Paul George lands. He's in that ballpark. And you've got a ton of depth, right? So, like, yeah, there isn't the, like, Warriors greatest team of all time maybe sitting there. But, I, you know, I think generally through the course of history, teams have had a couple really good players and a bunch of depth. And that's yeah. generally how you've won. Well, and, and outside and of a KD... stretch, that wasn't the case. If KD didn't decide, hey, I want to play with Kyrie, he's a really cool dude, and stayed in in, uh, in the Bay. Right. Said <laughs> no one ever. Be, yeah. Well, then, and even last year, we wouldn't year, be talking about the super team being dead he, for sure. Well, and look, and even last year, I was gonna. I, this is what I was. The other thing I was gonna say: the Bucks win the championship last year. They got the best player on the planet on their team, and they've got two guys who are all star players next to them, whether they made the all star team or not. Yeah. Like Drew Holiday is an all star caliber player. Chris Middleton's an all star caliber player. Like. You could say that's a super team, quote unquote, under this under this construction. Right. And they just won. And if Chris Middleton's leg wasn't injured last series, the Bucs are probably still playing and the Bucs probably won again. So, yeah. you know, well, it's just it, how you want to spin. building a super team through the draft and building it through other means right. are two different things. That's the end of the day. It's easy. The Warriors have a super team that they built through the draft. You know, And by the way, when they built the super team through free agency, they won titles. All right. You mentioned earlier about the cheapo Suns. This is going to be a fascinating summer for the Suns. I'm still let down, even though um, the, the you know the Mavericks and Luca absolutely earned it. Um, we got let down in the Western Conference Finals because we didn't have the Suns at full power versus the Warriors at full power. Um, the Suns this season had a lower payroll than the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Um, they were able to get Chris Paul to reduce his salary by something in the neighborhood of $14 million. Um, and then they didn't extend DeAndre Ayton, although they still can. And Chris Paul's salary goes down the next year, another $2 million. They totally designed this contract to be able to spend money. Um, 
they obviously are dealing with a disappointing um, season right now. Um, and a lot of eyes are on Aiton on what, and what's going to happen there. Um, there's just been absolute ice coming back and forth between these two sides. Um, some of the stuff that Monty Williams has said and not said, uh, James Jones said the right things, um, but stop short of a guarantee uh, is a, is a, is it applied to him? Uh, the Suns, I, I just wonder, um, are they really going to go for this or not? Now, Robert Sarver gave an interview to the basketball news recently. He refused to talk about his investigation, Shocker. but he, but he said that, he, you know, he, you know, he, you know, he could wiggle out of this, you know, depending on everything. But he basically said, in their market, there is a time to spend on teams, and the time is now. Um, so he indicated they're ready to pay the tax. Um, but you know, again, uh, James Jones has said things similar. But again, they have not said the words, "We will pay the tax." Um, so the question is, what are they going to do with Aiden? Are they going to spend money? Are they going to, you know, they have their, their picks going forward. Um, they have some players on their roster who have some value, including Aiden. What including are the Cam Johnson who needs to get paid. Right. Cam Johnson, he's under contract for one more year, but is extension eligible. Um, so even with, um, Mikhail Bridges contract coming on for next year, his salary jumps from five and a half million to 20 million. Even with that salary coming on their books, even with Landry Shamit um, going from 3.7 million to 9.5 million with his extension, they still have quite a bit of, of financial flexibility because they got Chris Paul to take that pay cut. And because they didn't yield to, to eight and on a $30 million salary to this point. So my question is, Bontemps, what does it look like for the Suns to hit the gas on spending? And do you think they actually will? Well, I mean, the very simple thing is, are they going to go into the tax? A, are they going to use the mid-level exception on top of that? B, and are they going to do everything possible they can to improve the talent on their roster? I think if the answer to those questions are yes, then they'll fully hit the gas. If they don't, then it's Robert Sarver being cheap again. I mean, I think that's pretty much the long and short of it. I mean, I don't think that necessarily means you have to re-sign DeAndre Ayton, um, depending on what you do. You know, we talked about this before the season. You guys are both like DeAndre Ayton should get a max. I was not as sure about that. I think I can understand if the Suns don't want to pay DeAndre Ayton a max. You're off. You're off mute. Are you muted? Sorry, the fun max. <laughs> the fun the max, fun but max. it's still a max and still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And the Suns aren't the only team that wonder that or person in the league or people in the league, I should say, that have wondered to me about what it'll be like to pay DeAndre Ayton a max and how it'll go. So I can understand that. However, if they just don't pay DeAndre Ayton and then they go out and they, you know, have Bismack Biombo and uh Bit in JaVale McGee as their centers next season. And by and the way, JaVale has to be re-signed too. Right. So, you know, which I would probably just not. But if you, uh, if you're, if, if their like, plan is to just like have a couple mediocre centers, uh, you know, we saw in the Mav series, those guys aren't as good as Dwight Powell. And Dwight Powell could barely play against Phoenix mm-hmm. or against Golden State, right? You've got to have somebody good at that position who could play. So, yeah, I... We'll see what happens. But to me, it's not necessarily about whether they exactly do keep Aiton, right. but it's how much money do they spend and what does this team look like? If they do some, I'm just going to say this. I'm not, there's no reporting. If they turn him into Jeremy Grant in some kind of sign and trade and then spend, sign, use the middle of exception to sign a player and make another trade, like, okay, that's mm-hmm. at least moves that get you into the tax. You have a really good team. You change your talent around and you have a chance. If you just let him walk or you trade him for a first round pick or something and your team is appreciably worse next season, that all comes back to one place. Yeah, for sure. You either have to sign Aiton and keep him or get back significant value in a, in a sign and trade. 
you know, and there's look, they, as you, as you mentioned, it's not just eight. And like, there is a thought around the league that pain centers in the modern NBA is a mistake, you know, maximum with obviously exceptions, you know, the two guys who finished one, two in MVP would be the, the most significant exceptions. Um, but, and yeah, there's a, there's a question like, does Monty Williams want to coach DeAndre? Certainly there's some doubt. Does not about, seem clear. Yeah. There he, he well, did not make any sour so fast. That. I mean, I mean I maybe, it. you know, not with us not being around the team, we didn't know. I mean, I was around the team a little bit, but like the, his, it's his comments yeah, the, about him turned so cold. Yeah, the final game and then the next day exit interviews, it was like Monty may and Monty's a very you know calm, rational guy. He yeah. he made no attempt to kind of publicly smooth things over, which I think that that was very interesting. That that speaks loudly. But this whole thing of hey, uh, you, you know, you don't want to pay center. Okay, then if that's the case, then you don't want to pick a center number one overall in the draft. And you did that when you had a head coach at the time who was begging you to take this kid from Slovenia that he had coached. So, and you can say, well, it's a new GM. No, it's the same guy who made the, the same guy who made that shot call still owns the team. So, you know, and Hey, Aiden's he's, he's fulfilled his, his part of the bargain. He was a critical player on a team that went to the finals. He has, uh, you, know, you compare you compare him to to Luca and it doesn't look good, but compare him to number one overall picks and and he's been a solid number one overall pick. So the thought of like just letting him go, that's, no way. That's they're not just ridiculous. letting him go. They're not just letting him go. Well, um, I tell you what though, they have to get that he has to want to play ball with them, uh, depending on on what other offers are out there. Well, true, you know. The question is, does somebody else see him as a max player? And I think somebody will. I agree. I um, don't, but we'll see. Well, I mean, there's teams out there that, I mean, like, I'll put it this way. If, if Dallas had a functional way to acquire him, would they offer him the max? I think they would. Yeah, um, I, I think they would, especially considering that he shares an agent with Luca. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, you know, I, I mean, I've been down this road before with, with agents who have said, my guy's got max offers and the team who's holding, you know, the, the restricted rights go, well, none, you know, then sign an offer sheet. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they don't, you know, it's not a team with space. And it's like, well, then you don't have a max offer. Right. And you ended up getting into a stalemate. So that's what we have here. But the Suns, if I was a Suns fan, I would pretty much demanding they spend. Um, I don't know what their books were this year. I don't have, I'm not privy to, but I was there for a lot of games. That building was sold out. Yeah. And the casino and the casino is packed too. And they, and they just renovated it. Yeah. They just renovated to upgrade their premium sales so that they could squeeze more money out of it. And all of that happened and their sponsorships were up and all that stuff. So yep. The coffers got filled this year. However, you know, big the coffers are going to be there. The coffers got filled and they had the 13th highest payroll and they've got a championship level team and a 36 year old, 37 year old. They have a, con- you know. they have a contender level team. They did yeah, just well, get beat by clearly, 33 at home in a game right, seven. Get, so I'm not going to say championship a- level. And by the way, you're <laughs> acting like Dallas got smoked in this series. I would definitely disagree with the characterization of that. Like they lost the series, but they had. Yeah. A couple we're of games. We're not expecting if, a four-one series in the conference Western yeah. Conference Finals. Yeah. Well, and if they had not completely forgot how to shoot the ball in the second half of games two and three, there wouldn't have been a five-game conference finals. Now, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from the Warriors. I'm just pointing out that like this wasn't like this wasn't like the Cavs against the Spurs in 2007. Like this was this was a way more competitive series than that. That's all right. Yeah. All right. You know, um, on the Suns though, hey, if you can't afford to to uh, finance a contender, there's a really good option. Sell the team. You'll yep. make a ton of profit. I mean, billions of dollars of profit. So if you, if you, if you finally have a contender after for a franchise that had been irrelevant for a decade, and if you can't afford to pay to maintain 
a contender when you are in a win now window, sell the team. You could say it's time to bleep or get of- off the pot for certain people. So, <laughs> yeah, go, go, yeah, go to the, you didn't go to the drone. You just let it go. <laughs> well, I, I didn't so actually speak. say anything earlier, but different yeah. story. Trivia time. Yeah. Trivia time. The Low Post Podcast brings you some of the best insights into the world of the NBA, hosted by NBA insider Zach Lowe. Playoffs are here, and Lowe will be there with what you need to know. Listen to The Low Post wherever you find your podcasts. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Ah, that sound has to make you smile. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash hoop, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash hoop right now. Shopify.com slash hoop. All right, Brian's going to have to sit out this trivia question from CarMax. Man, it's uh, not pressure oh, on me. CarMax on the lot or online. So CarMax, the reason the reason board. why is he saw the story that I wrote today about game six of Celtics Heat. So I think he'll know the answer, but maybe he didn't see it in the story. Now it's time for a hoop collective trivia. If the Celtics win this game tonight, they will be the fourth team in the last 40 years to have their top two scores be 25 and under. Obviously, their top two scorers are Jason Tatum and Jalen. Fourth Brown. finals team, fourth fourteen to make the finals. Yes. Okay. In the last twenty-five years, 40, 40 years. Okay. Last forty years. Yeah, I mean, who so are, ones. Who are the other? So we're talking three about pairs? basically since nineteen eighty-two. Well, the 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 the, the Thunder that that uh, got smoked. That's right, Westbrook um, and Durant. Yeah, the the dynasty that didn't happen. The other two both involved centers. I read the story, oh. but I don't remember the answer. I just okay, okay well then there you go. Then you was, can chime in. Was Shaq? Was I'm, I'm Shaq is Shaq is in one of the answers. Uh, Shaq on the and, Magic uh, Penny. Shaq and Shaq Penny. And Penny. That's right. Yep. Okay. I'm uh, I'm halfway there. This one um, is going to be trickier. This involved a pair of centers. Oh, the Rockets, Akeem and Ralph Sampson. There you go. 1986 against the Celtics. That. that was a trickier yeah. one. Uh, okay, those so are the three. three. That's you it. Said, oh, you said four. Well, the fourth what, one. Boy. The fourth one is Brown and Tatum. I mean, were the six, other three. Woke up at six a.m. at Pacific time, and I'm still this much smarter than Wendy. This is ridiculous. How about this one? Uh, uh, Hembo from Get Up had this one, just to toss it in. Sure. The Celtics win today. You guys better win. Let's say it again. It's ten a.m. If they're losing twelve hours from now, I am going to be hot. If Wendy ain't back in the cornfields tomorrow, he's going to be mad. <laughs> um, the Celtics will have the number one defense. When was the last time the Celtics had the number one defense playing in the NBA Finals? 1969. You're not nice. far off. But even 
<laughs> farther back than yeah, that. I don't know. They wanted the Bill Russell team, so I don't know which one. 1966 was the last time the Celtics yeah. had the number one defense. And this is one what? of the things. What was the, uh, what were the, those KG teams were never the number one defense? Huh? I would have thought the 2008 Celtics were the number one defensive team, but Hembo. No, Hembo's always on it. No, he's on it. It's a good uh, stat. By the way, he told me in the 66 finals, which was a seven game series. Um, now, granted, this is a different era for about a dozen reasons. You know, they weren't shooting the percentages that they're shooting now. Plumbers and firemen, plumbers and firemen. Right. Um, Bill Russell averaged 24 rebounds a game in the 1966. A lot of rebound opportunities. A lot of rebound opportunities. (laughs) But the reason, the reason that, uh, the reason that's that stat was in my story. And the reason it was the trivia question is uh, the Celtics had better take advantage of this opportunity they have in front of them today and not for all the complaining that Brian has done, but because we've seen over time, it is very, very, very hard to get to the NBA finals and to win a championship. And the reason that stats in there is because I wrote a column today about our story today about the situation the Celtics are in going into game six, the chance to win at home and go back 10 years ago. And that Thunder team, McMahon mentioned earlier, with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook, three future MVPs, all on the same team, all in the first five years of their NBA careers, in the NBA Finals together, playing against the Miami Heat. And nobody walking out of that series would have thought that was the only time that Thunder team would make the Finals. That Thunder team wouldn't win a championship. And that team was as stacked as any team we've seen with young talent, right? And... You look at where the Celtics are, they get a Bucks team without Chris Middleton. This Miami Heat team is broken down. Probably you're better than them anyway. They've had some fortunate bounces, injury luck-wise themselves. They get a matchup with the Warriors, a team that I think they can beat in the finals. They might have a young team with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and the future might look really bright, and it might be very bright. This could be the start of a long run. It also could be their one shot to get there. Well, so and they, they better, better do take now care because... of the opportunity when they have it. Well, James Harden's going to find the fountain of youth while he's at the Paris fashion show. <laughs> um, by the way, the Celtics in 08 did have the number one defense. So I'm guessing that that stat got botched in the translation via Wendy. All right, let me look at what Hembo said. Maybe it's yeah. the number one defense in the playoffs. The Celtics haven't reached the finals with the number one defense since 1966. It might defend. It might depend on defenses. Are they calling defensive efficiency? Or yeah, I looked up. They had the number one defensive efficiency in in 08, So, okay. All right. Well, look. I'm 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 not saying you're wrong, but I'm rolling with Hembo. Um, Jackson, our producer, says that the Celtics were second in points. Well, either, either way, Brian is again botched trivia question. So we're right. We're I have right not botched. And, 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 excuse me, right I have not botched it. Jackson just it. said they were second points per game allowed. Okay, well, points I mean, per game. Uh, nobody in the modern NBA judges yeah, defense. Nobody judges. Nineteen sixty-six was not modern. Okay, two thousand eight was. Don't get all. Don't get all salty because you messed up the trivia question again. I did. Why you seeded? I was like, boom. This is why you seeded the trivia question away to others. I I dominated the trivia question, and then Wendy's over here just jacking it up. That's right. All right. Well, listen. That's right. Either way, they got a great defense. Okay, and this is one thing. I'm. I'm. I'll be interested to see if the Celtics, if the Celtics win tonight. uh, uh, The. I'll be interested to see what the initial uh, lines are coming out. Uh, obviously, the Warriors are going to have home court. They went one and one against each other during the regular season. Eh, Feels irrelevant now. I yeah. agree. Um, I would assume that the Warriors would be favored. Um, I would think so, having home court advantage. Yeah. I, I got to say, though, like this Celtics team defense is they handled Durant and Kyrie in the first round. They, I know that Giannis put up big numbers, but they absorbed Giannis mm-hmm. in the second round, wore him out. You know, the one game he could barely stand, and then by game by game seven he could barely run. Yeah, they held Milton scoreless in that series. He still, he still was the. He still <laughs> Trust was me, the I had first him on my little ever, fantasy team that we did. He was. You he don't was think still I don't first, know that? Giannis is still the first guy to ever have two hundred points, one hundred rebounds, and fifty assists in a seven game series. I don't think they exactly wore him out, but I know. I, but they, I know what oh, you're. Saying. You don't think they wore him out? He could barely well, run. I shouldn't say. Seven. I shouldn't say wore him out. But I, I wouldn't say they slowed him down is what I was trying to say. I would say by they, design. I would say they I would say they, they escaped. He said they absorbed him. He did. Yeah, they 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 won the series. They okay? did. 
now the Heat are messed up, but the Heat are having trouble cracking 80 points. I tell you what, man. And the Heat have only been able to do that in the series, even when they were healthy, when the Celtics were literally throwing them the ball and just letting them lie, fellas. I I was watching that uh, on my phone on the on the flight. I I, I dozed off a little bit in the third quarter. It's it's been a it's been a horrendous it's been a horrendous watch of a series. I love watching hoops, and it's been a rough rough series all the way around. Because at the beginning of it, it was just a matter of who was not throwing. If the Celtics were not throwing the ball around, and now. Oops. Nice job. Nice job. And then at the back half of Come it, on. the heat have been the heat have been so decimated by injuries that they could barely function in the half court at all. And that yeah. was already and a problem I mean, for them. Before. I tell you what, I, Kyle Lowry, boy, it's been rough. It has been rough. Well, you know, that last well, that's game the thing. With him and Jimmy injuries, Butler both out there just like I mean, neither one of them could do anything with the ball. Injuries I mean, have injuries have have messed up what would have been a potentially great Eastern Conference playoffs. Mm-hmm. We did get the Celtics Bucks series was a very well, well, that was, well a, that was a great, that was a great series. It was a classic yeah. series. That was yeah. that all time classic series. That's the, the only thing got. finals have stunk. It's been hold that's, your nose a lot of it. Th- that's the only one we've got. And then we'll say this like Max Struess, like he's missed like 20 shots in a row. Like it's just an incredibly, horribly timed cold streak. No, it's been um, Minstrews, not Max. <laughs> I would say, geez. well, he's, I think he's about making the minimum. So it's about, exactly. it's about accurate. That's um, right. The, the thing is like the part of the reason why the Celtics are, why the, the heat can't make any shots. is because the Celtics are in their face. Yes. There are, you know, there are times where the heat run really good offense and sometimes get to second or third options. And the Celtics just cover them all. Yep. And Robert Williams, Whew. He's just a monster. Um, Bontemps, what was the contract that they signed Robert Williams to before the season? It was either four for, it was somewhere between four for somewhere between 48 and 52. I think it was 52. I mean, $13 million a year for this guy. Good God. Again, 27th overall pick. You know, he was raw, developed him. How How about the 12 months Brad Stevens has had as the team president? Now, granted, argue, Ainge probably, was, you could argue like we should have been a good job. You could argue we should have been executive of the year this year. I think pretty credibly between that Robert Williams extension, between trading Kemba and a first Horford? for Al Horford, for trading for Derek White. You know, you look at you're hiring Ime Odoka. Like you look at the job he's done since taking over as president of the team, and he has remade the roster. He's added some depth. Now the back end of the roster is still terrible. From nine to fifteen, they've been fortunate they haven't it. had. They haven't had any serious injuries, but and Jackson chimes in the four for 48. So even better. Now, look, now the Celtics also at the time were signing Robert Williams after he played about 100 games his first three years in the league. He's had a ton of injuries. Mm-hmm. And after he made it through the whole season healthy, he's now in and out of the lineup with knee soreness again, which is part of why he was available for to sign a deal for four for 48 fully guaranteed. But still, he has become a heck of a player. And their top eight guys, it's as good of a defense as I've ever seen. Because especially, you know, Pritchard's fine when he's out there, but you take him out of there, those top seven guys yeah. are all plus. They're all big for their position. And they can switch on to pretty much any position, and they just <clears throat> lean into you over and over and over again throughout the game. Yeah, to Brian's Grant point Williams earlier, doesn't – nobody talks about Grant Williams. Oh, he's a stud. He's, he's spectacular. A stud. He's, been awesome. he's a better-shooting, younger version of P.J. Tucker. And yeah, P.J. His, Tucker his, is a championship – role player his extension talks this summer will be very interesting because i think the celtics would be very wise to get him locked up for a long time and it probably will for not sure. be cheap now um, by the way but, is, uh, is robert williams the defensive player of the playoffs is he is he the best most impactful missed, defender on the he's celtics missed so many he's games. missed he's missed he's missed most of the playoffs so i think it's hard yeah. to say that he but i will say is, the he the, is he the most impactful defender on the celtics let me put it that way he he i mean i have to say like i had not seen the celtics play live this year until the playoffs i think i've said this before i can't tell you how impressive he is live the amount of ground that he covers yeah and where and like where he just appears out of nowhere. Yeah. You're just like, what? 
Where did well, it come and, from? And in the four games he's played in this series, Bam has been yes. invisible. Talk about disappointing well, playoffs. Bam yeah, has he, been unbelievably disappointing. That's it, something that's coming out of Miami is that they just can't believe how Bam. I mean, I can't like say that that's the reason. I mean, Jimmy cannot jump. Kyle cannot. Well, they needed you know, that. Look, explode. if the Heat were going to win this series, it was going to be because of what happened two years ago. That Bam Adebayo was the best player on the court. Like Bam would have won the whatever the Larry Bird trophy. He would have been mm-hmm. the best player on the court or it would have been him or Jimmy. And he would have been right there and playing great and dominating inside. And instead, the one game Robert Williams didn't play game three, Bam went off every other game. He's been completely invisible. But to go back to McMahon's point or question about who's the, the, the defensive player of the East playoffs might be Al Horford. Like Al Horford, the way he is moving around on the court at his age at 35 years old is unbelievable. Like well, that year in OKC did perimeter. him some good, didn't it? I mean, he just looks incredible. And he's looked incredible from the day he got to Boston. Like, he was good last year in OKC. Like, you could see when he did play. He Like, he he was moving around fine as a center. He looked good if he played at center. Yeah, I he was good enough that they had to be, shut him down. That's right. And I, I felt confident he'd be pretty good if he went somewhere. But, like, he's been so much better Listen, than anybody Somebody should expected. trade for Derek Favors. Two years ago, Chris Paul has a season in Oklahoma City, gets traded to the Suns finals. Horford or, um, has a season with the Thunder finals. Last year, Horford, you know, goes through a part-time season with Thunder traded, might be in the finals. Somebody go get Derek, <laughs> go get Derek Favors. You, you think that's the key? A little bit of time uh, at, the, at the old pink parrot in Bricktown, huh? Before we go, um, McMahon, uh, you mentioned before we came on, speaking of the Thunder, uh, that you saw Chet Holmgren last night talking to Dirk. He was at the game. Yeah, so Chet Holmgren is rep by Bill Duffy, who is, uh, you know, reps Luka Doncic, you know, also uh, DeAndre Ayton. But yeah, so that's a good run, at- by the way. How about that run of represent? I mean, look, there's a number of good agents. We, we yeah. love all agents here. At, uh, well, we don't love them all, but but the, the, um, the ones who return how about and, number and one phone Aiden, calls number three Doncic uh and uh you know saw, top three I saw, uh, I saw Bill the other night uh at game five or game four the game here in Boston game four and I congratulate him on the run he's been on it's been pretty pretty impressive stretch of uh players for him at this point yeah so so he was at the Chase Center last night had Chet with him and after the game come back you know hanging out also had Scotty of- Barnes rookie of the year too if I was trying to think of the other oh guy. my god there you go but he's they're hanging that. out in a you know there's a group hanging out like right outside the Mavs interview area which is you know their the locker room is in a general area and uh, you know Dirk's there and so I you know I didn't eavesdrop or anything but Chet and Dirk chatted for a good I don't know twenty or thirty minutes uh, looked like Chet was was certainly picking his brain and and the thing that that struck me is Chet is significantly taller than Dirk. Like he had a hat on, the hat was kind of high, so it skewed a little bit. But he, like it, it wasn't close. Like he is, uh, uh, I think a legit seven two. I mean, Dirk's seven feet tall, and, and Chet Holmgren was kind of towering over him. Um, so, anyways, I'm, I'm sure that he got some, uh, you know, I don't know what exactly they're talking about. I'm sure he got some wisdom, or at least, at least some good stories out of him last night. I think there's well, a decent chance they'll be seeing a lot of Dirk and a lot of Chad Holmgren in Dallas over the next few years, is my guess. Well, uh, Bontemps and I had a robust discussion about Chad Holmgren yesterday over an incredibly average meal at the Miami airport. And uh, it's true. <laughs> if I see that Miami airport tomorrow, Bontemps, it's not going to be a Just good. Stop I'm not going to be in a good place. Just stop whining. It's a bad luck. All right, everybody, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Thank you to Bon Temps. Thank you to McMahon. Thank you to Jackson, our producer. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week from San Francisco. Maybe I don't know where we'll be. I mean, we'll be in San Francisco. We will be in Just, San Francisco. That, that series has been decided. Oh, before I go, I want to make a, a podcast broadcast announcement. Oh, oh boy. Start of the NBA Finals, which should be set later today. <clears throat> Uh, this, this, my, my best guys here, 
uh, McMahon and Bontemps, we will be having podcasts come out the day of every single finals game. So they will previewing be the day before previewing every game of the NBA finals, as long as it goes. Sometimes we'll preview it. Sometimes we'll talk about other things, you know. Well, I mean, they're coming out the morning of the finals, so at least ostensibly right. preview it. Ostensibly, ostensibly talking about bathroom talk as well. And post game, as we've done the last well few done. years. Well done. Post game. I'm going to stay on that one for a while, so to speak. I mean, um, post game guys made it up. So sure. <laughs> no, we did not post game. Uh, we will do our post game podcasts that we've done the last couple of years. We're still working on um, the lineup and the guests with that. Um, so thank you for listening. I look forward to uh, having uh, great stuff during the finals. We will talk to you soon. Adios amigos. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.